Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Great to have you with us once again here today. First up on today's episode, we go back to the NAFB convention, the National Association of Farm Broadcasting, a few weeks ago in Kansas City, Missouri. I got a chance to catch up with Greg Haynes. He is the CEO of the Cattlemen's Beef Board and the Beef Checkoff. We talked to Greg about just a few issues uh, going on with the Cattlemen's Beef Board and some things that he is looking at as we wrap up 2022. Here is that interview. Greg, good to catch up with you again, sir. How hey, are you? Hey, Jesse. I'm doing good. Great to see you here. Yeah, great to see you as well. Thanks for the time. Let's uh, let's just talk a little bit. Uh, I, I think for starters, um, refresh folks uh, on just kind of the beef checkoff, an overview, some of the latest, uh, anything new and exciting uh, with the checkoff. Why don't we start there, Greg? Okay. Yeah, if we go back to, you know, the very basics, you know, the checkoff has been around since 1986, basically. It's part of the 85 Farm Bill, but anytime. Uh, you know, an animal, a cow is sold, basically a dollar is collected, half stays in the state where it's collected so that they can do uh, kind of on the, you know, on the ground programs. Uh, the other 50 cents comes up on the national side. And so that's done uh, to do research, marketing mm-hmm. and promotion. You get and um, kind of get efficiencies from a national level and then that can be shared with the states and other agencies. So really the goal of the checkoff is just to build demand for beef out there. Definitely, definitely. Well, and obviously building that demand for beef uh, and just looking at all the different aspects that go into that. Uh, you guys do a lot of great work, a lot of great research, um, and you guys do things like strategic planning. Um, I know that is something uh, new as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, no, um, you know, as far as just kind of getting out there, building that demand requires a lot of different areas. We work with research, uh, promotion, consumer information, industry mm-hmm. information, forum marketing, all of that. But with so much going on, there's kind of two key strategic areas we look at. One is a, a beef industry long-range plan. So we yeah. get a committee together, kind of representing all sectors of the industry. We put together then what we call the long-range plan. And so this really identifies the key areas that we think are going to be occurring over the next five years that we need to look at and really focus resources on. And so those then become kind of the core for all of the uh, committees that we have, producer-led committees that are reviewing the programs and, and giving feedback to those contractors to make sure we're achieving those kind of goals. And then also this year, for the first time, we actually got together a, a strategic plan for yep. CBB. And that I'm pretty excited about because, you know, as an organization, I think that uh, is very important to really kind of clarify and set the goals for the organization as, it's, as you know, an entity among itself. So some of the things there I think we're really focusing on, again, are just how can we be more and more efficient with those checkoff dollars? You know, we have very limited resources, so we need to make sure that we're getting the biggest bang for our buck. And then how do we ensure that materials, information, everything that's generated by the checkoff is really shared among everyone out there. You know, these are industry resources, Mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that the industry can fully leverage, um, you know, all the great information, research, materials, and everything that are generated by the checkoff. Greg, as uh, you guys look at your planning, et cetera, and and you think about things, what... What in your mind is maybe the biggest challenge facing the beef industry here as we wrap up the year and head to next year? Right. I guess, you know, the biggest challenge, obviously, maybe not so related to the checkoff, but, you know, the drought has been huge. That's really, you know, impacted everyone. We're hoping that that's going to wrap up, you know, by next year. 
Um, but then that kind of leads to a challenge for us with the, mm-hmm. with the drought and liquidation of the herd. That has, in a way, been good for the checkoff because the checkoff dollars have been very steady coming in. But now as we go into that rebuilding phase, which will probably start next year, then obviously you see a lot less of those checkoff dollars coming in as, as cattle are held back. So that's the challenge then is like, how can we keep those programs going? You know, building that demand for the product then when we have fewer dollars to try and do that. So for us, that's probably one of the the bigger challenges we have coming up over the next year or two. Fantastic. Well, Greg, I know folks can stay on top of news from the checkoff and, and learn more and stay up to date online and, and contacting uh, representatives with uh, the Catalyst Beef Board checkoff as well. It, it's very easy to do all that, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, we want to be as transparent, as, ex- as accessible as possible. You know, we have 101 board members there from all over the country. You can go on our website. You can find out, you know, who are the representatives from your state. You can mm-hmm. reach out to them, contact them. You know, you can always contact us at the office, you know, going to the website, beefboard.org. Uh, you, know, you can get all the information you need on, you know, talking to us about yeah. how the checkoff works, everything. Definitely. With that, CEO of the Cattlemen's Beef Board, Greg Haynes, thanks for the time. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. And again, that's Greg Haynes, CEO of the Cattlemen's Beef Board and the Beef Checkoff. And you can, again, learn more online very easily. Go to beefboard.org. That's a great place to start. Again, that is beefboard.org to learn more about what is going on with the Beef Checkoff. And coming up here as we go through the next couple of weeks ahead, we're going to be going back to the NAFB convention a few times to get some of the latest news uh, from the convention as we wrap up the end of the year. A lot of things going on in agriculture, of course, that we are keeping our eyes on. We're going to have more of these interviews and stories coming from the NAFB convention the next few weeks ahead here on American Ag Today. So definitely stay tuned for that. Well, also, as we take a look at a few other news items, a sunflower study at the University of Nebraska Extension in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, has found pollinators increase the yield of sunflowers compared to non-pollinated sunflowers. While most sunflower varieties self-pollinate, the bee-pollinated sunflowers increased their yield by 45%. Jeff Bradshaw, Nebraska Extension entomologist, says the discovery came about with a study on controlling the red seed weevil for Nebraska and the Dakotas. So the challenge uh, is then how do we manage sunflowers uh, to reduce pest numbers uh, in a way that uh, also doesn't put the uh, bee pollinators at risk since uh, some of the insecticides that we use uh, might have a negative interaction with those bee pollinators. So how do we, again, maximize our yield potential by conserving pollinators uh, but then also give us um, protection against those uh, pests that we don't want. The weevils are typically handled with aerial insecticides, but this would kill the bees. To find the best results, Bradshaw and his team set up border and conventional applications. When we compared uh, border applications to our conventional application, uh, we see equivalent control uh, with both of them having numbers that are equal Uh, but significantly lower than untreated fields or untreated flowers. Uh, We also see that those border applications have higher bee abundance and higher pollination rates uh, based on some of the in-field bioassays that we ran. Bradshaw says in the future they would like to do the border control at a commercial scale where producers might see higher yields than they would with conventional methods of combating the red seed weevil while saving the beneficial pollinators. 
And that is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a fantastic rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.